0: Hey everybody, thanks for checking out another episode of the Creative and Balanced Podcast. Loving it. Um, Notice a bunch of random people like in the Facebook page, which is awesome. And it kind of makes me feel bad because I took the last week off, went on some holidays, and it almost feels like I didn't do my homework. I've been pretty steady putting these out weekly. And yeah, I've been eager to throw this one at you. Today's guest is so awesome and unique. You may have heard him on one of our past episodes, uh, the one episode where I had a handful of podcasts and content creators, and we interviewed them back to back. My guest today was on that episode for about 10 minutes, and then after that, I ended up checking out his work, and holy fuck, it is so good, and uh, I didn't think 10 minutes it is justice so i need to bring him back my guest today goes by the name of scott thrower and he runs a podcast called fairy tales for unwanted children and it's a pretty new podcast but it's blowing up like crazy he just got uh signed with iheart radio and there's people making fan page to discuss the episodes and we we get into uh, all that and what it is and everything. I don't want to like. I notice sometimes like when I do these intros, I repeat things that happen later on in the episode. So, and to kept this one short. And we're gonna get into it. Scott Thrower, fairy tales for unwanted children. Let's go.
1: From Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio.
2: Forgotten how tippy this chair is. Oh, yeah, this place is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, they have, like, these DJ nights in here, too, so it yeah. turns into, like, fucking, I don't know if you remember Electric Circus. Dope, oh, yep, yeah. Yeah, yep. people just dancing all over the equipment, and, <laughs> like, I can't believe
2: that passed as a TV show at some point. Yeah, yeah. Just watching yeah. randos dance.
0: It's, it seems like the most, like, creeper thing you can yeah. do, too. Yeah. <laughs> Was it on, like, a Friday night, too? It was but like- City
2: TV was doing all of this really cool stuff because they were also doing Speaker's Corner, which was unheard of. And yeah, it was yeah. fa- fascinating to just watch and see these people get their views out on TV and... Sometimes very weird views, but still, the fact that the platform was there was amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. Then it's just like everything changed Where when Bell and Rogers bought everything, and now it's just they're trying to be American TV or American (laughs) MTV. And I've got to
2: admit I'm part of that problem because I work for uh, Chorus Media, Uh, so we own like... A third of the TV stations out there. So, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, but it bad. pays your bills. so It does. <laughs>
0: but on the side, you're doing like this incredible, like these incredible stories and stuff. So your creative juices are still getting thrown out there. Oh, you know, it's, And like, it
2: helps that my job requires no creativity whatsoever. Yeah. I work in an, an adjunct department to sales. So it's a lot of talking to clients and like filling out forms and um, moving data around. And so I get a lot of time during the day to listen to podcasts and just think creative thoughts. And thank God for that.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, like, for people who are listening, uh, I'm probably going to put a clip of our last interview because it was so short, like, (laughs) on the beginning of uh, this one. But uh, I had the podcast clutch their fuck thing going on. And I had, like, a bunch of people in interviewing them about their shows. And Scott Thrower came in, who's in here right now. Hello. Yes. And. I went home, I listened to his podcast, and I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the most imaginative things I've heard in like the longest time. or like. Well, yeah, it's yeah. pure
2: whimsy. I mean, when you're doing fairy tales, you can go anywhere. And so I do hmm yeah. Uh, and it's also fairy tales that go to a dark place, which just activates something in me that I really enjoy. Yeah,
0: it's not like specifically for children. It's kind of like a throwback, so oh, almost yeah. there's no rules of what you can do, I and mean, it's I mean, cool. A like, lot
2: of my time on Facebook is spent just uh, when someone says, Oh, great, something I listen to with my kids. No, 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 no. Yeah, they
0: see fairy yeah. tales, and they're yeah. just like...
2: they just go immediately. I thought the unwanted children part of the title would be enough, but apparently... Some parents are willing to overlook that.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> short <laughs> attention span. Oh, fairy absolutely. tales. Here you go, Good. son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just it it almost reminds me of like one of like the first times I had that swerve of like a fairy tale was I remember my dad rented Jim Henson's. Uh, Dark Crystal when I was yes. a kid, and they put in the VCR, left me alone, and I was like, "That is a terrifying the movie." The fuck, because they think Jim Henson, yeah. Muppets, and
2: that was even on the verge of being an even more terrifying movie because the Skeksis weren't supposed to speak English at all.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
2: Originally, when they did the movie, Skeksis were speaking a whole different language, and there were no subtitles. So they then went back because some studios didn't like it, yeah, and they created English words for the Skeksis, and they had to they had to create the script based on the mouth movements of those puppets which was has to be brutally hard yeah. but suddenly they were understandable and therefore less terrifying so it was going to be really crazy wow
0: yeah it just probably sound like all demonic and oh yeah oh, I want to see that version I mean, now so do I, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: they're terrifying I'm looking forward to what they're doing in the follow up series because they're now doing a TV series based on the Dark Crystal
0: oh, oh wow no yes, way it's in the works oh I, I hope they do it right that'd be amazing
2: Yeah, so do I. I'm a big Jim Henson fan. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my side gigs is I make puppets, so uh, I've always been into puppetry. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's cool, man. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) it's cool, like, the style of fairy tales that you're doing is, like, we kind of grew up in the era where... Fairy tales changed into something else where it was more commercial for children, but you kind of go back to the root of these stories. And if you like, yeah, and uh, the styles, the grim
2: fairy tales have been sitting on my bed for the last couple of months. Just that book is always there within reach, so that if I ever need to read something, I've got that inspiration right there. And they get dark, as Mm -hmm. we talked about in that last interview, they get very, very dark. And I love it, yeah, (laughs) and people love it, so it's weird. I just recently had fans of the show just come up to me and say, we need a discussion group for your podcast. So we started that like two or three days ago. And Mm. it is so weird uh, just sitting in and watching people talk about something you created. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: I couldn't even imagine. Because you kind of leave like parts of the stories open to for interpretation. And you can, like as a listener, I find like my own imagination can link different parts of it together. And like... Yeah, I'm
2: trying to leave it it open so that the audience is doing some of the work. Yeah. Because media these days, you don't do that. You just let you just tell a story and someone just turns into a zombie and listens and I'm Mm -hmm. trying not to do that yeah and just watching how these people are filling things in is amazing yeah Uh, and also terrifying (laughs) because often they're going deeper than I intended and I'm just like oh no what what standard am I setting for myself that I have to reach next week
0: yeah oh yeah that's gotta be like crazy how like big your audience is growing so fast too but yeah the quality is in the work so it's I don't know, you deserve it, well, man. really thank you, you really very, put, very much. And for people who've never, like, heard it before, it's not just him telling the story. You add, like, the sound effects in the background. Yeah, I try you and You do a little different uh, voices and nuances. As and, best I can. Yes. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, different voices was never my strong suit in improv, so uh, I do my best. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: pretty cool. Like, uh... One I liked, uh, actually, it's the, the one you recommended first, or the one you mentioned on last episode with uh, the girl who finds the bones or whatever. Ah,
2: yes, the bones in the garden. Yeah, I
0: liked how your voice would change when you were, like, speaking, like, from the bone spirit in. like, <laughs> it's just like, Ooh! <laughs> like I mean, Well,
2: because I'm not just reading a story to someone, yeah, yeah. I'm performing a story as best I can, mm-hmm. uh, and as best I can around the sounds, I'm, I live on a very busy street corner, so I'm Constantly having to stop and edit out buses that go by. Oh, wow. I had no idea so many buses passed my apartment until I started recording in my apartment. (laughs) And now it's like, why do we have subways? Because they're all going on a bus right by my apartment.
0: Oh, yeah. And living in the city, too, like it just turns into like this white noise. Because even like I live in a basement apartment beside like a streetcar. And when I first moved in, I'm like, holy fuck, am I going to be able to do this? Now it's like a couple years later. And I don't even notice until somebody's over and they're like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I'm like, what? It's like, it sounded like everything just shook. Everywhere
2: in my life, my entire life, all 39 years, I've been within a block of a train. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Small town Ontario to uh, York University to here, there's always a train close by. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it just seems to be happening. Maybe there are a lot more trains that I just don't notice. Train tracks everywhere, but they're yeah, always you're trains. are
0: just immune to the sound yeah. and everything.
2: I mean, I used to work on Bloor Street, and the subway going under caused the whole building to shake every time a train went under. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice <laughs> because I was just so used to living near a train.
0: Yeah. And speaking of, like, on the train, this or coming here I was listening to your mother crab episode and that was pretty powerful like so it it's cool because like it ended just when it, I got off here yeah and I was just like well it like kind of like felt like I got stabbed in the heart at the end of it <laughs> and then I walk into the bar and usually I'm a little more bubbly or whatever yeah. and um the one girl sitting at the bar right now she's she's usually a bartender but she's off today and she's like oh hey how's it going and I paused for a second and I was like good because <laughs> i really didn't know how i was doing yeah. after it i was like shook from the story i which mean it
2: <laughs> feels so so nice to be able to touch people's emotions in these ways because a lot of stuff doesn't like you'll you'll walk mm-hmm. out of movies and not have felt anything yeah and the fact that i can do that in a five minute story and people are emotionally affected by it enough that they'll reach out to me and tell me these stories about what they were doing or how they were feeling or how it what it meant to their lives, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: That's gotta be so cool as a creator to like. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's been
2: and... so energizing. Yeah. Uh just creatively to have that constantly in your mind is terrifying and energizing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I've set myself a big target of doing a new fairy tale every single week. Which is That's
0: got to be scary, man. And,
2: oh, yeah. This week was particularly tough because the idea fell apart when I was writing the second draft on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't record this because... I have no faith in this story and it's not working. So I had to rewrite something brand new between then and my recordings uh, Monday night to go out Monday night.
0: And that was the Wishing Well one, right? Uh, Yeah, that was the Wishing Well,
2: uh, which people are now discussing. And I think this one kind of missed because uh, people aren't getting the story that I thought I was giving, Mm -hmm. but they're getting another story, which sounds frankly better than the one I was writing (laughs) about.
0: That's amazing. Uh,
2: So it still works. But yeah, there was that... That panic of I have no story to put out tomorrow and I've got to think of something else and I have nothing. Oh,
0: that's interesting. I listened to that one today too, and uh it felt like when I was done, like I went on like this cool little journey of like the girl like falling into the well and stuff too. Yeah. But it felt like I needed to listen to it again. Like seeing like have. one of those movies, like
2: Some people in the discussion group have listened to it four times, and I'm like, that's why my numbers are so high this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one guy. Thank (laughs) you. One guy, yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Sam. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shoutouts to Sam, by the way.
2: <laughs> so I, I was actually even thinking that maybe I should edit the episode and add in one sentence, which would crystallize it. But then I thought, no, I've got to let these things go. I can't be this perfectionist who's always tinkering with things because this process won't work.
0: Yeah, that kind of makes it cool. And it's just you can let it breathe and let the just the people like decide yeah. what it is. And, yeah. But did you imagine going into this that that was how the vibe was going to be from these stories? I had no idea. I mean,
2: my last podcast I did for a year and it was a fight to get 40 listens Mm
1: -hmm. after
2: a month of the episode being up. It just was constant battle. And I come from an improv community where you're constantly battling for audience and just not getting it. Yeah. Uh, So to have people actually talking about it and coming towards it is something I've never experienced before and it's so rewarding and it kind of... uh, it kind of makes me feel terrible about the fact that I, I feel like I've kind of wasted the last 10 years because I was always scared about being creative and Mm. not getting a response. And yet the response is there.
0: Yeah. It would, would you, or did you uh, feel that way? Because it's almost like something that's so different and you're like, almost have that fear where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen when I put this out type of thing. And I
2: kind of did, but my original podcast, I wasn't trying to be this niche. I okay. was trying to be something like a lot of podcasts are doing where my podcast is about movies and music, and it's the broadest yeah. topic where you're competing with absolutely everyone mm-hmm. and getting an audience when you're competing with the big guys who are already talking about that stuff is brutal. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if you go niche, you've got all of these passionate people who have been looking for something, and suddenly it's there, and they didn't even realize they were looking for it, but they become so much more passionate about it. I, I lucked out by the fact that I'm a very weird person, yeah. and it's paying <laughs> off. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so so cool um are you a gamer at all
2: uh my playstation hasn't seen me in about a month because i've been focusing on the podcast yeah yeah understandable I think the playstation people are going to get really nervous at some point probably send out help because yeah i was yeah he's missing he air.
0: hasn't been on his uh yeah. account and <laughs> no one has
2: logged in for a while this is weird but it's because i i made the decision to focus on social media like as a second job mm-hmm. to get the podcast going and it's paid off but I really missed because I hadn't finished the new Final Fantasy yet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Dishonored Two is still waiting for me.
0: And yeah. the games keep piling up, piling any? up. And uh, yeah, I was gonna kind of like link something, but you almost reminded me of myself. Like I used to be a big gamer, then I started doing this podcasting yeah. stuff, and it's kind of been pushed to the side. But my heart's there too. But absolutely, some of your uh, stories and just almost the way you said, like the. Com- Things are like open to the community. It reminds me of like the series that I get really into. It's of uh, the Dark Souls games. I don't yeah. know if you played any of those. I've
2: played a couple of them, but while I love to game, I'm a terrible gamer. Yeah. And they require a skill level that I just do not have. Yeah.
0: So beyond the brutal like hardness or whatever, there's just this weird like fantasy vibe I get from it that yeah. almost I get listening to your stories as well, too, because the game doesn't tell you everything. It's like. Mm-hmm almost just up for interpretation and there's all these YouTube channels of people breaking it down and they played through the game like 20 times and have a community. They're like, what does this mean? And like the stories that I like, kind of get told in the environment and item descriptions. And they almost have that tragic feel too. like, yeah. no matter what you do, it's going to be like really sad. Too. <laughs> and like, that's what I felt like uh, the same way as I played like a couple like parts of that game the same way as I, like, listened to Mother Crab. Like, I had that feeling (laughs) where it's just, like, it was, like, pure, like, sadness, but I also loved it in a way, too, which is weird. Yeah,
2: Because so much media, we're trying to distract ourselves from the thoughts in our head. Yeah, yeah. I did that for so long. Just my DVD collection is unsurpassed because Mm -hmm. it was a nice distraction from whatever was missing, which, in fact, turned out to be my creative juices flowing again. Yeah. Just we're constantly distracting ourselves and trying not to spend any time in our heads. And I'm with the podcast. I'm doing the reverse. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make you think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have like a specific uh, way, like or a ritual that you write stories or do, is it different every time? Like
2: there's a ritual has formed. I didn't expect it to, but something has happened. Like I've yeah. got this document that all of my devices are connected to where I can just jot down ideas whenever they come to me. But then I I write a first draft. Mm -hmm. I go for a long walk. I come back and I don't even look at that first draft again. I write a second draft, which tends to be very, very different. And essentially, I stick with that second draft. There might be a couple of line edits here or there. But for the most part, in rejecting that first draft and the ideas that seemed half formed in that version Mm -hmm. and taking that walk, my, my ideas have solidified enough for the second one.
0: That's, that's cool. I hear like a lot of comedians say this too, where they write a bunch of jokes and then they go for a walk and yeah. then everything changes, but for the better too. Yeah. So that's kind of neat that you do that as well with the, well, the in the creative tales. writing
2: program, we were yeah. all often recommended to write something, set it aside for a couple of months and then come back to it so that your mind can actually uh, look at it objectively. Oh, okay. I don't have the benefit of that amount of time. No, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, a walk has to be enough. Yeah, yeah, you really and fucked so yourself so. there. <laughs> oh, I have fucked myself left, right, and center this for this podcast, and I'm loving it. Yeah.
0: So do you have an idea for the next one, or is it just...
2: I have nothing, that's, not a bit. That's
0: uh, scary and awesome. Yes,
2: I've mined my document of ideas. Fortunately, I accidentally have this week off, uh, so I hopefully something will come to me in my reading or writing throughout the week. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's worked for uh, thirteen weeks in a row now, so I've got to trust that it's going to work again.
0: And hey, like the creators of South Park do the same shit too, and oh, like,
2: and they've been doing it for years. Yeah, and
0: they're like on top of the ladder too. Like,
2: <laughs> but that's the that's the it thing. works. The creative well is never fully empty. You you can think it is, but then if you just spend enough time just uh, reaching down in that well, you're going to find some water. Mm-hmm. And so far, it has worked. Knock on wood. Thank God you have a wooden table here. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of that that happens in this <laughs> show. <laughs> you don't have to go far. <laughs> uh,
2: but one week, some, I'm going to have a week where nothing comes to me, and it's it's going to be terrifying. Yeah, and
0: you know what? It's not going to be like the worst thing if you do skip a week, but probably to you, you'd be like,
2: "Fuck!" Like oh, I absolutely. had the streak going. I'm <laughs> sure the fan, the the fans and the listeners, they're all going to be like, "Okay, you can have a week." Yeah, I mean, yeah. You've done all this. We'll give you a week, but oh yeah, it'll be like an ultimate failure for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not looking forward to that. Uh, and I've actually, since I'm going on a vacation later this summer, I've got to actually start working ahead, which is something that I haven't had to do with the podcast so far, because I've just let that anxiety feed it. Mm-hmm. And now working ahead is going to be a totally different feeling. So that's going to be an interesting wrinkle.
0: Definitely. Would we- Would you ever, like, uh, get other writers on, too? Because I noticed at the beginning you always, like, say, oh, it's written by Scott and narrated by Scott. Would you, if somebody pitched you, like, a story that fit the vibe and everything, would you?
2: I've got two writers at the moment who are working on drafts. Uh, They've been working on drafts since the very beginning of the podcast and I've been trying not to push them to to make them go faster than they need to, Mm -hmm. but they're working on something and hopefully we'll release that. I'm planning on releasing those on a separate day as like a bonus feature instead of replacing my own episodes. Oh, okay. But I... I think holding one of those back just just in case might be a wise idea. Yeah,
0: point. yeah, just keep the yeah. ammunition just in case, like, a yeah. week. like.
2: <laughs> and I think it's getting more terrifying for them as well, seeing seeing the podcast get more popular, because they thought they'd signed on to something where 20 people would listen, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. And now, uh, today, I've had 400 listens, wow. and that's... that's much more imposing for people who are like little introverts who are used to just telling little stories to themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's also exciting, and you know what? That's probably going to help them too. Like push themselves like with confidence and just like throwing their shit out there. And Fingers crossed. It's scary, but yeah. sometimes I find like the scariest like moments in like creative journeys are like the things you need to do. It's like you get to this roadblock and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. I can do this, and then you make the leap, and then.
2: Well, after university, I was always intending to write a novel, Mm -hmm. but there was that terror there of once you write a novel, you have to sell it, which is a lot of work, and no guarantee that will ever happen. And also once you write a novel, there's a chance that novel is going to absolutely fail. Yeah, And that is terrifying. Mm -hmm. So it always... I always found myself stepping back from writing that book because I was always like, in the back of my head, if this fails, what else do I have? Yeah, And now that I've got a little bit of I've got some people who say, "Yeah, what you're doing is is really cool." Now I'm not quite as scared of going forward with that novel. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going to be in the works later this summer.
0: Even you can make a uh, like these books with a bunch of your tales in it too, and that's cram the them dream. in, yeah. and oh, that'd be that's so awesome. Would you ever like down the road if like some professionals came up to you? wanted to put like visuals to these stories and wanted to do it the right way would you be down for that too or i would do be
2: down for that i mean yeah. i got my first fan art yesterday oh yeah and that was just amazing someone drew the mother crab oh on the, no on way the boat, <laughs> oh that's cool i gotta it, go find i it. just <laughs> stared at it happily for like 20 straight minutes and it was amazing and then she submitted another one later that day of of the crow from uh episode 12 war and it's she, just amazing the fact that this podcast is inspiring other people to also be creative mm-hmm. is mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool, man. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. I got to cheers you on that, too. Like,
2: Thank you. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've just did episode... I keep saying we, even though it's just me. It just feels <laughs> easier to cloak myself in a crowd that doesn't exist. But, yeah, uh, episode 13 just came out today. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's, like, so new. And it's so new. And it's just blowing up. And it's yeah.
2: blowing up. I focusing on social media has allowed me to meet other podcasters who have much bigger audiences and some who have much smaller audiences and just make friends and pick their brains and figure out what works and what doesn't work because doing it on your own is a recipe for failure because it's such a complex world to navigate. And there are so many tips and tricks that you can learn from people who've been doing it longer. And some of these people have been amazing enough to recommend me on their show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone from the uh, Not Alone podcast actually recommended me at the end of their show three times. Oh, nice! And that was a major boost in my numbers. Yeah. So yeah, just make some friends out there because it's so much easier than doing it all on your own.
0: Yeah, definitely. I vouch for that as well. Like for many years, I've been kind of like a lone wolf doing like my own little creative yeah. projects, and lone then lone
2: wolf is not not as much fun. No, no. As easy. <laughs> I kind of
0: yeah. connected with the Girth fam, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like so much better, like, there's people helping me push this forward in different directions, and, like, even unexpectedly, like, you're just... I'll be at my day job and my phone buzzes and I'm like, oh, people are tweeting my shit and they're like, I didn't even share it yet. It's just yeah. somebody from the community type of thing going on. I'm like, yes, thanks yeah, guys. People but
2: reach out. Just, yeah, I put this little thing out into the world and so many people reach back and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I recommend it to everyone. Yes. I- <laughs>
0: Stop being so fucking sheltered. Oh, absolutely. Reach out. Say hello. <laughs> No, that's that's cool. And you also uh, do you still do you mentioned you do that Dungeons and Dragons
2: podcast? as yeah, well. Yeah, it's did... called Caverns and Comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was started by my friends Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. And I think it's a bi weekly podcast and we're we're in the 30s now. So it's been going for over a year uh, and it's it's doing pretty well, too. Mm-hmm. It's a harder podcast to market just because, again, it's one of those. It's a crowded field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and standing out in that field is difficult. So Maddox has uh, a neat thing that he does with it in that he edits out all of the rules. So that you don't hear the Dungeons and Dragons going on. You just hear the story and the very weird characters. Oh, neat. So it's like you're listening to an audio drama. <laughs> which requires a crazy amount of editing, which other D&D podcasts don't do.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so you hear like the dice in theirs. And yeah. like okay. With other
2: ones, you hear them arguing over uh, how big a fireball is and whether that's going to suck the oxygen out of the air to kill the giant worm that you're fighting. We We edit that out. It's just weird people throwing daggers at... Things and and talking to each other and developing interpersonal relationships. Oh, and that's it's pretty neat. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun.
0: And even though like if that market is saturated or whatever, it's got to be nice just to get there, like with a, a group of your close friends and just do this, and then yes. you have like a piece of like your the good times you were having all recorded and you posted on and like the few people who listen to it, just enjoy it as well. And, and the people like,
2: who do respond to it yeah. are amazing. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the D audience, strangely all dudes, but still, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? They're great people. Who would have <laughs> thought? Yeah. Yeah. Surprise.
0: Yeah. Do you ever like go to like any of those conventions or? You... Uh,
2: I haven't gone to a convention in a couple of years. Yeah. I have a thing about crowds. Uh, I, I'm a writer, I'm an introvert. Being around crowds just drains my energy so quickly, so cool. I try and avoid that sort of thing. I went once. I enjoyed it for a couple of hours and then I was like, I want to see a place with no people and yeah. I had to get out of there. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz like, so I know like some people like they're like the opposite. They're kind of like sheltered like all their lives and then these, these conventions come once a year, and then it's like, okay, it's my time to go out. It's like, yeah,
2: they blossom <laughs> suddenly. They're in like some costume character that I don't know, yeah. showing off their abs and having a part the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not quite me. it's Like my people. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the pictures that come out of those places are amazing. The artistry people put into their their cosplay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah,
0: they're nuts. Like that's a whole nother <laughs> layers of yeah, community on itself and, and
2: creativity. The mm-hmm. fact that people can go out and do this sort of thing is something that we didn't have back in the '60s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way people can express themselves in all of these weird niche ways, and it's no longer so weird or so niche, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of the internet.
0: Yeah, definitely. I find like growing up and the internet getting better and also me moving to Toronto it's like That's gotta help. Yeah. yeah, my weirdness became like way less weird and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even like the weird guy anymore I thought I was the weird guy and yeah. then you just like I don't know you meet you so many people circle? like you and yeah yeah, you you said you you were from a small town as well. right? Yes, yeah. I'm
2: from Grimsby. Pop. What when we moved there, the population was about twelve thousand. Now it's a, I think around thirty thousand. It's expanded quite a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm from like that direction to uh, Niagara Falls, yeah. <laughs> little outskirts there. Yeah, so you yeah. know
2: Grimsby driving through. Grimsby oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> St. Kitts, all that area. I totaled a
2: car in St. Catharines. I know. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible driver because I get distracted so easily. Because, is it is it because
0: you're thinking of like ideas and stuff?
2: Yeah, my brain is constantly going, so I I, I tend to lose track of the world sometimes, which mm. uh, yeah isn't good to do behind the wheel of a car. So, uh, yeah, that's why I don't drive anymore.
0: Yeah, and it's it's handy that you're in Toronto now, too, because pe- yeah. there's so much public transportation. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. And you can just work on your I shows. I don't think I can
2: live outside of a major city anymore. Yeah. I've just gotten so used to people everywhere, and it is so much easier to be weird in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, being weird in a small town doesn't look nearly as fun.
0: No, yeah. no, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to, like, say. I was, <laughs> like, I was trying to explain to my buddy, like, the other day like he's so used to like living in Toronto too and like there's everything there's like pride and stuff yeah. and it's like yeah that's like the normal thing pride or whatever i think Niagara Falls had like one uh, homosexual <laughs> <laughs> or, that would that would admit it yes and then it just seemed like he was like this sounds so bad, the town gay, <laughs> and like all the old people would be like, "Oh, look at him," and like whisper to each other. And it's like, I always like thought, I'm like, it's not a big deal or whatever. But well, Hamilton
2: know. always had a pride picnic, which just seemed like, oh, that's so cute compared to to a big parade. You've got a picnic, yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> so nice, a little adorable. But I can but... also remember when my high school. Uh, in high school, we had, like, five people who weren't white. In the entire high school, yeah, yeah. 1,200 people. Same. I think I had two. Like, yeah. I mean, the world has changed so much and mm-hmm. so quickly.
0: Yeah. And it, it's it's funny, too, to see the perception of, like, some people from my past, my hometown, they come out, like, visit me after, like, a number of years, too. And they just, like, kind of, like, how they comment on the city, too. I'm yeah. just, like... Oh my god, you're such like a Niagara falling. Like I did. <laughs> I did like the, it, my buddy uh, also mentioned he's like there's like every kind of person here. I'm yeah. like, yeah, isn't that normal? It's just like well, No. Just imagine like, the
2: world before TV when yeah. they didn't see The Jeffersons or they didn't see the Cosbys, and you just lived in a world surrounded by white people and had no idea. Mm-hmm. TV really equalized that in quite a quite a huge way and Now I find podcasts are kind of doing the same thing because not only are you seeing these people you 're hearing them have conversations. That you you feel you're part of,
0: yeah, yeah. You kind of get to know different people's mentalities. Yeah, like it makes everybody realize, oh, everybody thinks different individuality. And
2: I'm listening to a podcast about uh, people with anxiety disorders, uh, done by two people in the southern states, and. It's weird how different things are down there, and they they keep using these words like gosh and geez that I didn't think still existed in the world, and it's adorable, but it's a part of the world that I would never have experienced mm. without a podcast.
0: I actually want to listen to that too because like <laughs> I, I feel growing up, I and I think it was the environment too, and me kind of being a creative head in like the Niagara region, like yeah. I didn't feel like I belonged, and like I felt like this crippling anxiety, but mm-hmm. I put on like a front and just kind of like. Just go out my day and trying to do things that other people were doing, like sports and shit, which isn't, like, really my thing. But it looked like I was just okay with it, but I really wasn't. (laughs) And, like, I just... Once I just kind of, like, broke free of that and kind of moved to the city and started doing my own thing, I felt like I just smashed, like, so much, like anxiety walls and stuff. So I want to get the name of that podcast. Oh yeah. That one's called
2: is this adulting and it's doing really well. And they start each episode with a mental health check-in where they just talk about how they're doing, how they're feeling. And then they, they just move on to conversations and, and just being fun and so forth for the rest of the episode. But it's really gotten me in it's really connected me to like mental health issues that I've never really thought about, Mm -hmm. uh, helped me with some of my anxiety because I'm, I'm a very anxious person. Uh, And it's just nice that you can listen to voices that are saying things that you've been thinking. Yeah. And podcasting gives that to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel that too. I I think that's how I fell in love with podcasting too, just like listening to rogan and then other random comedians he knew kind of like i branched off in the rogan tree like listening (laughs) listening to all his buddies too and like i'm just like generally like a silly guy and i'm like oh maybe i'm not that fucked up there's so many successful people who think like similar for me it
2: was the mcelroys the brothers behind my brother my brother and me and the adventure zone okay they're three brothers who are just amazing they they have this amazing relationship where they'll talk about anything and they're hilarious and that's what got me into podcasting because at work they got tired of us watching videos all day uh so <laughs> moving to podcast was the next step and i devoured everything those brothers had put out oh, and yeah. it just opened up a whole new world for me
0: that's cool like what what's uh the style of their show too i've never heard well, it man.
2: my brother my brother and me they they It's an advice show for the modern era where they they take questions that are sent in from the audience and they answer them in the best way they possibly can, which they know is, is weird and silly and wrong. And <laughs> they also take Yahoo Answers. Uh, they take some of the best questions from that and try and answer them. And oh, if cool. you've never been on Yahoo Answers, that's where the really weird people hang out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... It's just amazing. And they're doing so well that they even had a CISO TV show, which CISO is a streaming TV channel in the U.S. And they recently had like eight episode first season of a TV show based on their podcast. Ah,
0: it's neat. It's it's crazy. Like podcasting is like some of these are getting way more numbers in television now. And it's... Just taking everything by storm. The TV
2: you- show. Uh, there's a TV show based on the podcast lore that's coming out. Uh, I'm sure they'll make a serial mm-hmm. TV show at some point because that's just huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going places.
0: Yeah, yeah. I noticed like a lot of like visual stuff like on YouTube too. Now they're. People are posting their podcasts. Oh, so you can watch the podcast, yeah. and like We Network does it as well, and they have like their fucking people, like, and that's like yeah. a seller now. It's like people I don't
2: understand people that want to
0: watch the radio show. One and of the-, the
2: best things about doing a podcast is you can do other things. Yes, yes. I don't want to be like connected to a screen, and for a podcast, I don't know. Not having the visual elements somehow makes it mean more to me mm-hmm. because I. Uh, I don't know if it's just the way it accesses my brain in a different way, but listening to a podcast, I just get more out of it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because television has to tell stories in very certain ways to get advertising. Yeah. And the way they're telling stories no longer works for me. I don't know what it is, but yeah, podcasts are just where it is for me.
0: Totally. And it's like, I know my show too. It's like as the people who hit me up about this one i know i know my audience is like i need background noise so they throw this on and they i know they're not listening to like everything in this like hour hour and a half conversation but i still think like it's just so cool because i do that with other shows and like (laughs) and, and it's not like a knock on those shows it's like i really enjoy having like this like echo through my house as i'm like doing like dishes yes. or cleaning or whatever and then like sometimes you hear a part of it that just like makes you stop and is like wow like that's inspiring or whatever and Yeah, like,
2: i don't know how anyone cleans their apartment without without something playing in the background.
0: Oh no, that's like just that's weird shit. Oh, That's, yeah. you got to be a serial killer, like, just in silence, like, I don't, <laughs> leaving your bathroom. My walk
2: or, out of the house and spend the entire day just wandering around his farm doing little things, mm-hmm. listening to nothing, just him and his thoughts and what he's doing on the farm. And I don't understand that. Yeah. It's a superpower that I do not have. <laughs> yeah.
0: It might be, like, our generation, too, because, like, yeah. when we grew up, it's, like, television, video games. It's, like, there's always, like... Some stimulant going on <laughs> yeah. as you're like doing things, so it's
2: which I take is a good sign because <laughs> it means that our brains can work on two different levels at any given time, which <laughs> I think is valuable to us. It's like being able to speak two languages. Yeah, I know that women are supposed to be much better at this sort of thing than than men are. Uh, multitasking is is a is a woman's skill. But I think it's helped everyone just to be able to do more than one thing. It's probably hurt some things too if we can't concentrate on one thing for any given amount of time. Yeah, like driving. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no one died when I crashed that car, uh, so so we're good. Yeah, we're good. yeah.
0: This yeah. <laughs> is a little bump, but
2: my parents were a little upset to have lost a car, but yeah, yeah life goes on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um, also, with like it's. I remember, like, when I was really diving into podcasts, too, I'd always put it in my ear during a job I didn't like. Like, yes. I was um, working a construction gig, and I actually had no problem, like, doing construction. Like, I liked the job itself. Like, I was getting a great workout. and <laughs> But just the type of people on the construction site were, yeah. like, we... Oh, my God. Like... Not everybody, but there was racists, like yeah. homophobics, just very like closed minded like old-school type people, and some of the things they're just saying to each other—it's like just felt like heavy weights on me. But then sometimes, like during the job, it, I'd be doing like a demo, and I'd be like have like this area to myself to just do, and I'd be like, "Yes, put on my headphones, put on my favorite podcast," and then it was like just a breath of fresh air just hearing (laughs) people who think like me and i think that's what's uh what's is drawing people to like a lot of podcasts too like people in small towns like feeling almost like alone and they're just like oh my god there's like somebody out there who's thinks like me and i think that's where like the niche podcast tap into too because you you can find a podcast on anything
2: right now but does that kind of worry you because people are entering these bubbles where i'm listening to the podcasts that say what i want to hear and i'm not accessing the podcasts that are like donald trump's the best guy you've ever met
0: yeah yeah uh i never thought of it that way but that's now it's worrying me (laughs) 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 but also like on the other coin like i feel like i get enjoyment listening to Things that are so far on the other spectrum of beliefs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I follow this one YouTube channel called The Vigilant Christian. And um, is, the guy's just, like, so hardcore about, like, just different, like, musicians being demons. And, like, <laughs> he's, like, I can't tell if it's a parody. Like, people yeah. tell me it's not a parody, which makes it even fucking wilder. But he'll just, like, whatever new story with this Pop artist comes out, he'll just like zoom in on like their clothing, and there's like, Oh, there's a triangle, she's part of the Illuminati, and blah blah blah. And then he connects everything to like just Jesus and, <laughs> and, and the devil, and and like, uh, Oh, well will just like watch that for entertainment, too. So well, it's just
2: interesting to think that as weird as you find that guy, yeah, there's probably somewhere someone out in the world who finds you that weird. Oh, yeah, definitely, I mean, too. I, there's crazy. such a spectrum of people, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's amazing. Have <laughs> you like I know you get like a lot of positive feedback. Have you ever like got like somebody just like,
2: Oh my god, this story fucked me up today or I've gotten I've so far I've only gotten one bad piece of feedback where someone was like, I hate your voice so much that I couldn't listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> And that that stung for a little while, oh, but no. then I remembered Yes, there are podcasts that I haven't been able to listen to because I didn't like the sound of someone's voice, so I couldn't take it too hard.
0: Yeah, did they send it, like, like as an anonymous thing, too? Or?
2: No, they said it to someone else in a message board that they didn't know that I was a part of, and I just stumbled across it, uh, where one person recommended my show and another person was like, I gave it a try, couldn't stand his voice.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it, hurt, it hurt, but then I was like, this can't hurt me because... It's something that I do, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just natural. You want to put sounds in your ears that you like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hear, like, from, like, a lot of, like, different YouTubers, too. Like, they they always say, oh, you shouldn't, like, pay attention to those comments. Oh, no. But it's, like, you'll have, like, a hundred being like, oh, this is great. This is great. And you stumble across one. And it's like you just get, like, fucking punched in the nuts yeah. and you're you're thinking about it for a couple of days. I and put out
2: one YouTube video at one point where I was reviewing some product that had just come out. And one of the comments was, what's wrong with your eyes? And I'm like, um, that's nothing to do with the product. That's just an attack against my weird eyes. But okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck, My eyes aren't that weird. No, but okay.
0: not at all. no.
2: no. <laughs> but okay, sir, on the internet, you're you can have your opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'll just cry in the corner.
0: That's the beauty of in the problem of the internet is that anybody can yes. <laughs> like just post anything.
2: Well that's why it's so interesting that news sites have moved away from a- having comments. Mm-hmm. They've been shutting down their comment boards and even IMDB removed their comment boards because they became toxic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: it was and I miss those message boards so much, but I don't miss the vitriol. The people attacking each other over the weirdest little things. Yeah. Every single male male actor had a, is this guy gay comment board? And it's like, oh, this is getting weird. Uh, (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's a a thread on every, every Every (laughs) single guy had, is this guy gay? (laughs) Okay. Yes. Maybe some of them are.
0: Yeah. Figure it out. Whatever.
2: (laughs) Does it really matter? I mean, he's not dating people who are commenting on his IMDB.
0: And he's an actor. It's like, you're supposed to enjoy like his. Yeah things in his movies like who gives a fuck what he does at home exactly. like, type of thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but people can't be trusted to give their comments online anymore mm-hmm. that's that's why i think facebook groups are taking off in a way because facebook recently they announced that they're going to be focusing uh more on community building and i think it's working but each of these groups requires good moderation because if you've ever been in a facebook group that has no moderation it becomes as bad as the IMDb message. Oh, yeah, no yeah. Time.
0: Um, around this, too, like, I'm a videographer, and one of my biggest things is uh, I shoot for a battle rap league. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so random. <laughs> and um, as fun as I have, like, they're live, and, like, the people in the crowd, like, they know. It's like, okay, it's just, like, part of the thing. Yeah. There's, like, the most fucking toxic people who watch it. And they don't go to shows, but they like they go on the Facebook group, and like I had to turn notifications off. It's just like so like I can imagine dark. (laughs) It's like the asshole of the internet, and And,
2: we focus on those dark things. Like mm -hmm. you can get a hundred great comments, and one of them about your weird eyes is going to ruin the whole thing for you. Yeah, because you just can't you can't find a way to justify it. You can't find a way to. Think your way around it. Hmm. It's just there. Someone thinks I have weird eyes. Okay? <laughs> okay. You,
0: okay. Sh- you should, uh, you should try to, like, make, make a story about that. Like, uh, just the, <laughs> the man with the weird eyes. and <laughs> <laughs> It would probably work.
2: Yeah. I mean, I have accepted some people giving me things to work with for stories. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the the mother crab story was a friend of mine said, you've got to write a story about a giant crab. And I was like... Uh, oh, oh, okay, sure. I'll, I'll try. Oh and wow! And that story came out of it like later that day.
0: Yeah, is it, and it's cool. Like how this person just pitches a giant crab, and then you turn it into like this emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> that man, that's fucking genius, dude. Like that's so like. Well, thank you. Like, oh man, like it's like I said at the beginning of the episode. It's like probably one of the most imaginative shit I've heard in like the longest time. I and really appreciate that. No, because- it's cool. Like.
2: I mean, my brain has been thinking like this for 39 years and now it has an outlet. So, uh, my brain's enjoying the hell out of it.
0: Yeah. Keep it going. It's got to feel good to like, just finally like let those weights off and be like, okay, I'm putting it into this, uh, direction.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's great. I find myself just more energetic. I'm, I'm definitely happier now that I've got like this major creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all, it's all been pluses so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a happy, happy man who's been very, very lucky in the last couple of weeks.
0: Awesome. I'm, I'm very excited to see where it's going, too. Like oh, so uh, am I. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. No, I, I, you got this. You got this.
2: We'll see. Uh, the dream is to, as as mentioned, to, to get a publisher out of it because I'd love to see it in print. I've already picked out a guy on on uh, on Twitter who I think would be the perfect illustrator for it. So that's the dream
0: cool and are you thinking like little like almost like the old school fairy tale books where they can flip through or like a big novel well now of? i am okay yeah oh, yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I put it like out a there
2: big thick book with a bunch of them but yeah. no like maybe
0: you can do different styles those of those like,
2: golden time stories you yeah used to get? yeah but like a fucked up adult (laughs) one (laughs) no it's so cool that would be amazing
0: yeah yeah and like the the what's it called the fucking spine of the books all gold yeah yeah
2: oh i wonder if they've trademarked that somehow Mm -hmm. we'll see just pick a different like a silver (laughs) i mean it's got to be something different because it's a it's a very different thing like in the fairy tale world because i've had to dig into the fairy tale world just trying to market this uh it's weird how focused it is on retellings of old fairy tales. Like the fairy tale groups are full of authors who are trying to get you to to pick up their their Amazon ebook about a retelling of Cinderella or a retelling of Snow White instead of creating brand new fairy tales. Yes, yeah. I don't know if it's just because of the marketing hook of like I like Snow White, so I'm going to like your retelling of Snow White. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just they haven't let themselves creatively go far enough. To just create an original story, I,
0: I was recently thinking like the same thing about the movie industry too. It's all yeah. reboots, and all reboots, blah, blah blah blah. It's like, remember when <laughs> RoboCop was like not remade a couple times, and that was yeah. just like a weird, cool idea. It's I, like, why don't people do that shit anymore? I mean, you're doing stuff like that, which we're getting is amazing.
2: And back, who would have thought we'd get yeah, Roseanne yeah, Full back. House the other year too? Yeah, like, I, Full House is about to get its third season, and. Why? Yeah. Why? It, it's
0: just they cuz they I think it's more turned into like a selling game and like the people yeah. who grew up with that stuff they now have expendable income so mm-hmm. it's like okay they're going to see this no matter what and it's like even though like I acknowledge this, I went and saw the new alien last week. Oh, and yeah. like I'm like, Yeah, okay, I have my so money. There you
2: go. I was so disappointed. But I was so excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will always be there for a new season of X Files. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Guaranteed.
0: Yeah. But it, it's cool to see that you're taking the initiative and going against the grain and not yeah. being like, Okay, I'm gonna do this twist on this thing that's already made. I'm just gonna make something from scratch and mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing. And
2: but that's also the d- The trick of it, because with one episode coming out every week, I've already had a couple of ideas that I've had to set aside because I'm like, this is too much like an idea I've already done. Oh, okay. And I'm only 13 episodes in. Yeah. So.
0: That's a lot of stories, though. 13 stories.
2: Well, if I'm seeing a future that possibly has hundreds of stories, good Lord.
0: Dude, you're going to be a fucking legend if you keep this up. This is insane. (laughs) If
2: I manage it, uh, I've already set goals for myself so that if I hit certain targets, I get certain things. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if I hit a thousand listens per episode, I'm getting my first tattoo that I've always wanted. Uh, Just these little things to... So that in those moments where I'm feeling that self-doubt and I'm feeling like, oh, God, there's another week coming up and I've got to do another story, I can focus on these weird materialistic goals and be like, I want that tattoo. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: just kind of like a little push and motivation. Just that little push because
2: sometimes to get you through those moments, you never know what it's going to take. Oh, yeah. And maybe it'll just take the idea that I'll get a tattoo.
0: Yeah. Sounds fucking exhausting, man. (laughs) That much writing? Dude, (laughs) like... No, all the power to you, dude. That's
2: why I'm so glad that I had my accidental vacation. I went into work yesterday thinking this is going to be a standard work day and everyone was confused to see me because I have this week booked off as vacation and I didn't realize it. So I just got to show up at work, have everyone look at me like I was a freak and then just turn around and walk out. It was beautiful.
0: It's a beautiful thing, a man. A beautiful thing. Yeah. Even uh, I usually do my stuff on Sunday too and my uh, guests had to like reschedule and I saw your uh, your status. It's like oh, I have a vacation I didn't know about. Yeah. It. I'm like, because I, I thought of getting you down the road like maybe a few episodes <laughs> more because you were just on but I'm like no, let's do this. Like I almost have like the panic to put out an episode a week as well too, but it's yes. not as much fucking work as you do, man. Like- oh
2: well, you've got the challenge of hurting people. I mean, with my podcast, it was designed to just be me because yeah. then I don't have to depend on other people. I used to produce improv shows, and getting acts to show up when they've said that they're going to show up, it's like hurting cats. Yeah. It's exhausting, and when when, when with other one people. doesn't
0: show up too, it's got to be crazy when there's people at the door to see a show. And, yeah, oh. and
2: you've got that panic two hours before a show where you're like, I have to fill forty minutes in my show tonight. Fuck! So yeah, how do you do that? So, uh, a lot of respect to you to have like a a show that depends on other people to that degree.
0: Back to you thinking of how to f- like fill forty minutes. That's probably where you get like this fast paced writing from, like your improv, like just like being on your feet all the time. And people are probably like, oh, how does he write a story a week? It's just like, no, you're always. Yeah. Even like as you're doing improv, too, it's like you're telling a story on the spot. So,
2: yeah, because you're walking out in front of an audience. mm -hmm. You're asking for one word and you're filling 20 minutes with that one word. That
0: frightens me, dude.
2: It's. It's terrifying and strangely empowering because show after show after show, you do it. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's been hugely helpful working on this podcast yeah. because you know that that creative well is never dry it just needs a spark to set you off and you've just got to go with it.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a good example of how you can condition yourself as like a human being too. And like,
2: and improv is great for anxiety. Uh, I've got a couple of friends who teach courses here in Toronto, specifically for people with anxiety to do improv.
0: Actually, I was just talking to a good friend of mine and she, she's not the type to do like improv and stuff, but she just jumped in that course like the other month. Yeah. And, uh, I've been meaning to have her on here and just, talk about it too it's amazing
2: because like i've got a certain degree of social anxiety Mm -hmm. so going to my first improv class was terrifying to me and then it hooked me and i could not let go yeah and the improv world is a very difficult one because you're constantly looking for an audience you're constantly competing against so many other teams who are all aiming for that same stage time so it's it gets to be a very a very trying place to be like if you're serious about it and you want the stage time be prepared for some disappointment because there's only so much stage time and there are so many people who think they're really funny. Yeah. And people burn out all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I noticed this year, too, like I, uh, I do stand up once in a while and uh, I, that sign- I can't do. Oh really? I can't do that. I think about improv and oh, I'm like, nope, but stand no. up I'm like, okay, I can prepare a bit and then
2: No, that's the worst part. Really? Because wow, you, that's interesting to me. you prepared this thing that you're d- going to depend on to get you through that time and what if you forget?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. or what I've if had the that audience happen. It feels amaz- it. it feels like awful yeah. like feels it feels amazing. Uh, yeah, oh, I was yeah. Just like <laughs> But when I I was also think thinking ahead like but when it does go well it's amazing. Like it's yeah. like two sides of the fucking scale yeah. like well an improv you know, is the same way because yeah. if
2: you're set bombs you're going to be in a deep dark depression for a little while <laughs> yeah uh and bombing happens more often than not in those first early years mm-hmm. until you start figuring it out it's it's it can be very hard on you so yeah improv for anxiety definitely take the classes maybe not do the shows yeah. Because that kind of exaggerates the anxiety of, to a fair degree.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like all your workshop just gets thrown out the window. Yes. It's like, okay, here's I mean, the least, fear again.
2: At least you're always out there with other people. Mm-hmm. And having other people around is such a great safety net. Uh, particularly because not all of them are going to be having bad days the same time. Mm-hmm. So someone on your team is going to save that show. But yeah, have I even know some friends who do solo improv, which is even more terrifying to me. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. going out on stage with nothing, by yourself, in front of an audience. Oh, good, good lord! Good god. <laughs> I
0: just like started freaking out oh, inside yeah. thinking about that.
2: <gasps> but if you get used to doing that, I mean, you got balls of steel for the rest yeah. of your life.
0: And like anything, you condition yourself to do it too. Yeah. And like I, I find like some people like have these inner talents too but then they see ahead of the road and they're just like, oh no, that's impossible. But I always encourage people to just fucking try it. Yeah.
2: Try it and figure out how to do it. Like Mm -hmm. uh, no one is going to be amazing the first time they're out there, but you build up the training and the training supports you as you go. Like uh, it goes with writing too. The first couple of stories I wrote were probably terrible. I mean, I've got a novel I tried to write when I was six and I wasn't a great novel writer when I was six. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I could do a better novel now than (laughs) I could have 33 years ago.
0: But it's, it's all people got to remember it. It's, it's got to start somewhere. It's got to. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's amazing that when you start something, people are out there to support you and, and people will help you and people will respond. Mm Ideally. Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to undermine it with that, but uh there are some people who yeah, it's just not gonna work out.
0: Keep it off ask, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh like like you said, you don't have a show planned for next week or whatever, but
2: nothing at the moment. Yeah.
0: That's super fucking exciting to me. Like I don't know how you feel, but um.
2: uh, it's both exciting and terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but fortunately, I've got a lot of time between now and Monday. You're on
0: vacation. I'm
2: on vacation. Uh, hopefully, I can come up with more than one story idea this week so that uh, I can cover my vacation later this summer. But yeah, it's it's just getting used to the life that you you don't know what's going to happen to you in a couple of days, but you're going to be all right with that.
0: Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that, yeah. man. And where can people like listen to your show?
2: Yeah, you can find the show. It's on all of the major podcast apps. It's on iTunes. We just got added to iHeartRadio, radio, which, uh, they don't do podcasts in Canada, but they do it all over the U S. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, untru- uh, Uncharted? No, that's a PlayStation game. Yeah. Uh, unwantedchildren.ca is the website where you can go and you can find them all right there. Uh, and we just started a Facebook group called uh, Fairy Tales for Unwanted Discussion, where you can talk about the podcast if you find yourself interested enough.
0: Join it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like if you haven't heard this show, just click man (laughs) like thank you so much it's it's and they're they're really quick too like you can just listen to it on your commute yeah yeah just really quick stories and super powerful and i really appreciate what you do man like thank you i I feel like this kind of work is important man (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be writing and dying for you too man like if any anybody like needs or like ask for a podcast like recommendation you're gonna be in my top five man like i love it
2: there's a woman posing for strange instagram photos just like three feet away from you and it's amazing oh yeah Yeah. oh wait
0: is this emery (laughs) she
2: She works at the bar but she's
0: been sitting at the bar Ah. drinking tonight i think it's her her off night was she like taking pictures of us or well she's
2: got someone taking pictures of her and she's just striking different weird poses oh yeah very distracting she's she's a weird cat yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, she's gone. I would heckle her right now. Yeah, she's now, back at the bar. Yeah. Dancing in her seat.
0: Also, there's a reason why I don't sit where you sit. Because when I'm hosting a show or I used to host a show, I'd be on that side and I just look at the bar. Yeah. And I like zone out of what the person's saying to me. I'm the same
2: way trying to have a conversation in a room with a lava lamp. For some reason, I cannot look away from a lava lamp. I don't know what it is. Uh, my eyes focus on it and the rest of the world disappears.
0: Hypnosis. Hypnosis. People are my lava lamps. That sounds creepy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on that
0: note, do you anything <laughs> anything you want to say before we fuck off and uh, yeah. have another beer or whatever.
2: Unwantedchildren.ca or check out Caverns and Comedians at cavernsandcomedians.com.
0: Yes! Hey everyone, hope you liked that episode. We got a special shout out and a special song to close out this show. Um, about a month ago... I got a tweet from somebody who goes by the name of Elsie Music. She hit me up. She said, thanks for the follow back. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. And uh, I clicked on her profile and noticed she's a musician from Hamilton. I also further to Spotify her. And she is fantastic. So this episode is dedicated to Elsie. And uh, yeah, I definitely recommend checking out her tracks you're gonna hear one right now and you can find it on spotify e l s e e also if you youtube her name i notice you can uh, see some awesome videos some studio sessions there's uh, one of her just playing the acoustic guitar and she'll serenade the fuck out of you it's amazing And yeah, I also want to send an open invite to you to come on the show. You're welcome anytime. This invite does not expire. (laughs) So I know you're in Hamilton if you're ever in Toronto kicking around. And if the studio is free for me to record in, you are welcome to come by. And myself and all the people who listen to all my bullshit that I throw on the internet can get to know you. (laughs) And uh, yeah, much love. Here's the tune. This one is called Electric On My Feet.
1: Earth Radio. This town could be Austin tonight. What do you say we get out under the moonlight? It's Saturday night in the world wide. Everybody's dusting off their wild side. Oh, so give me.